0: Get ready, today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Mortensen, Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist. I'm excited to be here with you today to talk about how God still transforms us in the midst of difficult circumstances or things that we are not happy with and that we don't like. Last week, the episode was on breaking away from anxiety for increased confidence. Make sure to go back and check it out. I want to thank you so much for leaving a review on this show, on this podcast. If you have not, please make sure to click down and say write a review and then write a full review for it. And then I also recently published a book called The Brave Encourager, which talks about how we can pull the gold from other people instead of pointing out the obvious dirt and frustrations that we see in front of us. So make sure to check that out. You can get that on Amazon or on my website, which is www.heidymortensen, H-E-I-D-I-M-O-R-T-E-N-S-O-N-L-M-F-T dot com. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now. I pray, God, that you take over And you are in charge. You are in control of this podcast right now. I pray that you be with the listeners right where they are at. Meet them, God. Open up more possibilities for them to know how you can transform them in deeper and bigger ways. I pray, God, that whatever they've said, that this is the way I am or this is the way that it is, that you start to open the doors of your possibility. Give them eyes to see and ears to hear from your kingdom perspective, transform them from the inside out, and use me, God, to speak exactly what it is that they, they need to hear in this moment. Now we thank you, Lord Jesus, for mental health healing. Amen. Well, this episode is truly from God showing me things for me, and I felt that it could be valuable for you. Romans 12.2 has been an important verse for me for a while. I remember talking to a therapist friend of mine who was also a pastor and also owned a mental health practice. At the time, I was talking to him about how things seemed so different to me. I felt like Jesus was more real. I wanted to read the Bible. It wasn't boring at all. I felt like there was something burning inside of me that needed to come out. I told him that I felt like I couldn't get enough of Jesus, enough sermons about him, books about him, and just simply talking about him. Of course, I am kind of an intense person and I have a lot of energy, but he just calmly said, well, this is what's happening. God talks about it in Romans 12 too. Romans twelve two is, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. That was the NIV translation. I want to read to you the Passion translation. It says it a little bit more directly. It says, Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful, satisfying and perfect life in his eyes. So for me, God began the journey, transforming me from within. Honestly, at the time I thought I was a good Christian and I had no idea that there was more to God. I didn't know what I didn't know. I think there are a lot of people like this in the world. I say this one for you to have compassion for those who aren't where you are at, and two for those of you who maybe aren't quite there yet, and the Holy Spirit needs to get a hold of you. There is more. Randy Clark even wrote a book called There Is More, and in his book, he mentions many different types of Christian denominations like Catholic, Lutheran. Methodist, Charismatic, Pentecostal, and each one had different experiences with there is more in God's kingdom. And what I learned about this with each denomination is that to each their own. Some of us find such beauty in the Catholic traditions, while some of us find freedom in charismatic circles. No one person, no one church or school or denomination can change your experience with Jesus. What I would say is, are you being fed? Are you being encouraged? If you aren't, are you able to be a light where there isn't a light? Some of us are called to dry churches and to bring life into them. We can't just be running from church to church or place to place because churches are made up of people and people are flawed. Back to Romans 12 too. So as the Lord started to show me His word manifested in real life. Things started to change for me with things that it's almost like I couldn't help it. Certain songs would actually hurt my ears and I couldn't watch certain shows. People would swear and my ears would sting. I never really cared about that before. I used to watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and I loved these shows. Now I look at them and I have zero desire to watch them. And I even have compassion and feel for the people who are actually on the shows. I'm sad that they're searching for so much love in the wrong places. It's like my eyes now see what Jesus sees, where I am at right now. I know that there's even still more for me. However, I need to live in this world. We are in this world. We are not of the world. 1 John 2, 15-17 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in them for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride in possessions is not from the father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. So as I'm changing from within, it was not forced from someone on the outside. It was this authentic, peaceful, real change. As God has continued to transform me, I have learned to hear from him more. I've learned how he talks in many different ways. The last few weeks, I started to see Romans 12, differently. And it's probably attached to many other Bible verses. So here's what I saw. It's not about our circumstances. Romans 12, 2 changes your view of your circumstances. God stretches you. If you aren't at peace, then there's something off. We won't have ever arrived. However, it's okay if you aren't at peace. That's how the transformation works. If you're feeling anxiety, you aren't doing bad or are bad if you're feeling anxiety. We are a continuous transformation. The answer is never, he's a jerk about someone in your life, or that someone in your life is bad, or I have anxiety. Maybe someone made a very bad or hurtful choice. You get to be hurt. You get to feel your feelings. If you see a homeless person, you might not judge them like you used to. You might just love them. Why is actually the wrong question. God cares about the why, but the why might be keeping you trapped. Worship helps you to lose your flesh and start to enter into what God has to say. I've actually had clients say to me, when we're in the presence of God and they're able to be in that healing place with the Holy Spirit, they'll say, I don't care about the things I cared about. We get what matters when we're in the presence of God. We get clarity. It's like things fall away that used to be important to us and they aren't anymore in the presence of God. And it's not that God doesn't care or that we don't care. It's that our perspective shifts and we're able to see what he sees say there's a job that you want and you're not really focused on God's will, but you just really, really want this job. You will probably be more stressed about the job because you're not focused on God. So when we shift our focus to him, it's like we lose that stress about the job and we see, oh, I guess that's not what really matters. If I get the job, I get the job. And there's a shift of transformation that happens when we focus our eyes on Jesus where I am at right now, I want more. I want more of Jesus. I am so grateful that I have this podcast to talk to you on, that I've written a book. I have an amazing mental health practice with wonderful managers and counselors. I love my husband, my family, my children. However, I want more of Jesus. I want to know him more. The circumstances aren't What brings value? Jesus is. I want to know Jesus more through all these things that I do and the people in my life. He shows me more of him through what I do. It's his glory manifested here on earth from eyes out to the rest of the world. So as I become more of Jesus, I see less of the hurt and the pain within my life and more of Jesus through the world in front of me. It's okay for us to have doubts and to question and to ask why, but as we get more revelation and more transformation, we'll find out that that's actually the wrong question. When we get angry and say, I wanna hear from God, why am I not hearing from God? So you might share that with some other Christians and they might say to you, well, you need to read the Bible and you might get frustrated in that moment. It's not that you don't want to read the Bible. It's that there's a deep cry in your heart that's close to your father and you really, truly, honestly want to hear from him. The real truth in you that brings the frustration actually comes from your identity as a child of God. So when someone says to you, read the Bible, they're giving you truth, but it's not your truth in that moment. Your truth in that moment is that you actually just want someone to see you and hear your heart. You want them to connect with you. And then after they connect with you, they might say something like, wow, it really sounds like you want to hear from God. And I feel like you're having a hard time with it. They could then say something like, you know the desire of your heart is to hear from your father. So that is so normal as a child of God. And it is natural. I see God pulling you in and he is going to speak to you. Then they might suggest reading a few verses to encourage you. But they first had to hear your heart and pull you in. Why am I saying this? Well, what we can do when our mind isn't renewed is that we can get frustrated when we don't get the right answer or the response from someone. So as our mind gets more and more renewed, we don't get frustrated with people when they don't give us what we want or our circumstances don't line up with what we had wanted because people aren't God our circumstances aren't God. We shift people and circumstances out of that God spot and we put God there. Our identity moves to being a confident child of God who is constantly being renewed instead to a desperate Christian trying to get the love from people or make our circumstances be exactly how we want it. It is okay to get love from people. We need it. But people mess up And if our worth is determined by people or our circumstances, then our expectations will not always be hit and we will get discouraged and even broken at times. And it's hard to pick up the pieces when that discouragement and that brokenness happens. I know I have been there. I'm doing this podcast to draw you closer to the heart of the Father, Even though we have broken circumstances, difficult emotions, questions, and doubt, all of that is okay. We just need a little bit of faith in the midst of the stuff. We trust that God is good. Transformation comes through God, through seeking Jesus. So how can we move more towards God's transformation in the midst of difficulties and things that we're not happy with? Well, the first thing that I want to say is is to shift out of why. Why is the wrong question? Move to see that God is good. Bill Johnson, pastor of Bethel Church in Redding, California, recently lost his wife, Benny, to cancer. He gave an amazing sermon a few days later. Here are a few words from his sermon. He says, God is not a vending machine that I get to put a quarter into and withdraw from him what I want. He chooses what he gives, but it is the wicked at heart that say, God didn't do what I wanted. He is a liar. May I never be found critiquing God when things don't go my way. May I always be found having a heart ready to be critiqued by God. God is my friend, but he is my Lord first. In this moment, it is a privilege to respond rightly to the Lord of my life with deeper trust and devotion. I will bow before him and worship him forever, but never will I have to face the chance to do that while I'm in pain. When I said yes to Jesus, I gave up my right to fully understand or be in charge of my life. So I hear Bill trusting God in the midst of a very difficult circumstance. So often when that happens, we ask why and we wonder. And again, it's okay to do that. I'm not saying not to do that. But when we get transformed, that question leaves. There's a shift that happens in the presence of God where we're looking at him instead. And we're grateful for what he has done for us. The next thing that I want to share is that people aren't enemies. Ephesians 6.12 says that for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So no matter what the situation that we are in or that we're frustrated with or we're annoyed with certain people, that is actually not the ending. There is something more for you and God wants you to see something more asking God what do I need to do what do I need to pray if there's something that's frustrating you about somebody else ask him to give you the eyes to see what he sees the next thing I want to share is that Jesus is the prize I remember hearing sermons on this and feeling it impact me in my spirit, but I really had no clue what it means. I'm honestly still not quite there, but I'm closer. It's really that the stuff, the success, the things in life don't mean as much as Jesus, his presence. We need to know him to understand what Jesus is the prize truly means. So it means talking to him being in fellowship with him, reading the word of God and asking Holy Spirit to illuminate for you what the words mean for you. Get to know him more through real life things that you love doing that is authentically you. The next thing is to lean in and listen to Jesus, even in the midst of these not so good circumstances. I have an example for you where I've seen transformation from. And honestly, it feels very small compared to other people and other situations. However, this little seed of how God showed this to me can actually become something bigger. So I want to share this revelation to you and how he shifted my eyes. So we had little kids. We have three little kids, five, seven, and nine. At night, I was tired. When we put the kids to bed, I just was tired. I was Imagining in my mind, not having the kids and being able to just go to bed without them and be able to do what I want. I was just visualizing this and imagining this. And my husband was saying he was tired. So he'd say I'm tired and I would agree with him. Now, this isn't a huge deal. There's no problem to be tired. But here's what I started to notice, that it was happening more often. And as it was happening, I felt like the Holy Spirit was showing me and highlighting me. Yes, indeed. This is a pattern, Heidi. You and your husband are tired. And I didn't like it. But I was in this moment, I didn't know what to do about it. I'm thinking, well, I'm so tired, God. (laughs) Thanks for showing this to me, but I don't know what to do about it. So as God gave me awareness of this pattern that I didn't want, I started to pray that at night, things would be peaceful and I would have energy. I asked to be like Jesus to my kids and my husband, and that I would not be tired and I would have energy. So I kept praying those things. By praying and talking to God about it, I also was listening to him as I prayed. He showed me that in the midst of being tired and being crappy or even yelling at the kids, that he was right there. And he loves me just the same. So I felt accepted and calm in the midst of not liking where I was at. But still nothing was changing. I'm still talking to God. I'm still asking. I'm still listening. On my way home from work, I would put on worship music, praise God. I was worship him. And then I would pray that I would have an amazing night with the kids. So I'd pray, then I'd prophesy. And what happens when you let go in prayer like this, when you get in worship and you pray, is that God can actually start taking over your mouth and he'll actually give you things to stay. But it comes from listening, not just talking. I think sometimes as we pray, we'll talk. But I'd kind of come back to just hearing and thanking him and praising him. And so I started to prophesy as well as pray. Like I prophesy that we will have an amazing night. I prophesy that I will have energy and I will be at peace. Okay, so I started to prophesy and declare it. Things started to shift as I did this. I noticed joy. I noticed patience. I noticed peace. At times, my husband would still be frustrated himself and he'd still be tired. But I wouldn't be. I didn't get mad or frustrated at him because I totally get it, I've been there too, but I didn't join in him with the tiredness or the frustration. I'd stay at peace, praise God, ask him for patience for both of us. One of my kids might still be having a tantrum or not be having a good night or something. I'd still be in God's peace. I'd still have patience. I would see things differently and the Holy Spirit would highlight things to me. One night we were watching Ninja Warrior and there was a young mom with MS, multiple sclerosis. And she was walking with these walkers. She, she wasn't able to walk on her own. And she was really struggling to be there for her kids. Her husband had to carry her. And you could tell that she was really a strong person and that she was used to doing things on her own. She didn't like to be weak physically, but she was. And my eyes just saw this amazing mom loving her kids as best as she could in that moment. And I felt so grateful for the time that I have for my kids right now, right where they were, that they need me to love them just as they are, whether they're happy, angry, frustrated, sad, or whatever, that I'm here to love them and teach. I'm really sensitive to grief right now. I feel like the Holy Spirit is showing me more loss, You know, where people have lost people, where people haven't been there for them. Because I feel like it's showing me more appreciation to what I do have right now. It helps me to be grateful in the moment that I'm in. Jesus lived every single moment, in the moment. He wasn't rushing to the next thing. He was right there with the one person who was in front of him. The biggest thing that I want you to get is that no matter where you are at, there's more with God. Whatever your circumstance is, he has more for you. Open your eyes to the more. If you just lost someone and you are grieving, let yourself grieve. But let yourself grieve and be held by Jesus. If you are dealing with difficult family dynamics and don't feel like it will ever change, ask God to show you what he sees about the situation. If you are stressed about finances, slow down and ask God strategies and then pressing and pray and prophesy. Of all of these things, our struggles impact our mental health. Depression and anxiety don't just come out of nowhere. They come from choices, ours or others. They come from thoughts from those choices. They come from feelings from those thoughts. A renewed mind Comes from allowing God's hand to come in and reach inside of those choices, those thoughts, those feelings, and to stir it up for Him to show us His glory. A little thing like asking God to prove my nights with my kids helped me to see more of His glory in the world. Isaiah 61 through 2 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the people, but the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will appear over you. I pray for God to illuminate to you his glory in your life. I pray for the scales to come off your eyes from circumstances and people that you don't like to see and for his Possibilities to show up in those circumstances. I pray for you to not be conformed to the powers of this world, but for you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I pray for an increased intimacy with Jesus, for you to slow down and hear from him for you, and for it to be exciting and energizing. I pray for the fire of God to come and fall on you, and for a burn to stir within you, to want to know the more of God. I pray for anxiety and depression to decrease and peace and joy to increase, for you to believe what the Bible says and for that seed of faith that you have to grow bigger and bigger, for God to send you the people to confirm the truth about you and what he says, for you to hear encouraging messages all around you. I pray for you to get clear direction on steps that you need to take if you need to take some difficult steps, I feel that some of you have actually been waiting to get confirmation from other people and you actually already have had the answer in your heart. You know what you need to do. So I encourage you to step forward and make the decision that God already showed you. The circumstance isn't the answer. It's the trust that God is God and God is a good God. I declare that you are strong, you are peaceful, you are full of love, you are full of joy, that everywhere you walk, God's glory appears over you and the Lord's presence is released to the people around you, the buildings, the houses, and the cars that you enter and leave. I declare that people want to know what's going on with you because you look and act so free because you are free. Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at Heidi LMFT.com. See you at our next episode.